When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, the podcast where Matt and Todd go see a movie at our local Regal Cinema, and then we uh, park in the parking lot, talk about it, our feelings about it, should you see it in theaters, should you not. We try to share all these feelings and maybe a little bit more to you, the listener. I am Todd Domer. And I'm Matt Malloy, and yes, we're back at it again. Another opening night for us, seeing uh, a new movie called... Last Night in Soho. Uh, this movie has various people in it. I knew two of them at least. Uh, at, how do you say her name? Anya Taylor-Joy? Yes. Yes. She's in it. And Matt Smith is in it. Yes. And other than that... Where I, do you know Matt Smith from? Just he was Doctor Who. Okay, he was a doctor. Right? Yes. Yes. He was one of them. Not that I watched any of those, but I am at least aware that he played that character. Yeah. So. So I didn't know the main character of this movie. Um, McKenzie something or other, I think. Thomason McKenzie? Thomason McKenzie. Yeah, she, I wouldn't put her in super famous, but yeah. I think she's an up and comer. She was the, uh, the, the the Jewish girl in Jojo Rabbit, who stayed oh, in the house. Okay. So she's been in some stuff. Nothing crazy, but maybe she's a rising star. Gotcha. As you would say. Well, I enjoyed her in Jojo Rabbit. I just didn't recognize her. So. Anyone else? Um, I, to me, that's if we're looking at famous people. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Pretty, uh, I mean, maybe there's other people who are more known for other stuff in here. Oh, uh, Terrence Stamp. Oh, Mr. That? He, he was the... Who is he in general or who is he in the movie? <laughs> yes. Okay. In the movie, he was the uh, the old man. Okay. But, uh, Lindsay. Yes. And then um, he was General Zod in Superman 2. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. Right, but that's the, that's where I'll always remember him from. That's one of the the pinnacles of his career. Absolutely. Right there. Okay. So, what is this movie about? Okay. Well, yeah. So this uh, it's about this young woman who is off to London from the countryside of England to be uh, to learn about fashion designer. Her name is Eloise. She goes by Ellie. And um, she got into a school. Yes, she got into a school. She's studying, uh, studying fashion. 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 Right. So, um, so she's there. She she gets in. She's like the kind of the the country bumpkin, uh, not fitting in too well with people. Um, and so she's staying in like student housing, and then she just figures she's got to get out of there um and so she moves into this um this other place it's like in a, a top floor room apartment type situation with this woman who is renting it who lives downstairs um and and that's where the magic begins because then she starts to kind of um have these 
dreams, very realistic dreams, where she kind of is part of what's going on, but also an observer of what's going on. And, uh, and it's like the same area of London, Soho, um, but it's set in, it's in the 60s. So when she's sleeping, that's kind of what she sees. And she is following the path of uh, Anna Taylor-Joy's character, whose name is Sandy, um, and sometimes actually inhabits Sandy's body. So there's like, there's a lot of stuff that's done with mirrors there and you see, you see uh, Sandy in real life and then in the mirror you see Ellie. Um, so you got a lot of that going on. And you kind of follow through the dream sequences, you follow Sandy who wants to be a singer. Um, and, and so she tries to get into the singing business basically and that takes like a dark turn where she ends up um, basically as a prostitute and um, not really what she planned on but that's kind of how it goes um, and there's increasingly dark sort of violent stuff that uh, Ellie is seeing in this dream um, to the point where where she's really worried about what happens and she thinks that um, she sees what she believes is the murder of Sandy and thinks it's so realistic that she actually goes to the police. Um, and, and in real life, in her student of fashion, she's, she's befriended one guy. His name is John, and they're kind of romantically interested in each other. Um, but other than that, she spends a lot of the movie kind of freaking out and seeing visions of things and all related to this 1960s time frame of what's going on and all centered around the story of Sandy and what happened to her. Um, and so she, Ellie, is trying to figure out what is going on, um, what happened in the 60s, does she know the killer, uh, and, and can she figure it out, basically. Um, and it escalates there with a lot of more visions and even waking visions of, of seeing things. Um, and then you get some twists at the end and you find out what really happened to everyone. I was a little nervous where you're going to go there with that. <laughs> yes. I will not reveal what really happened. Yeah. That's for you to reveal, dear listener, should you watch this film to yourself reveal yes. it to yourself so that's that's what happens in this film and Todd I'd love it if you would share your thoughts at this time I'd love to share my thoughts excellent um, so I'll, I'll start with the good things about this movie um, I like Edgar, Edgar Wright as a writer and, and a director um, so I'm always looking forward to his next movie um and what are some other notable Edgar Wright movies? He did the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost movies. The that's known as the Cornello trilogy, I think it's called. Okay. The Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and Gotcha. World's End. He also did Baby Driver. Okay. Um, he was 
the first Ant-Man movie was his until there was that pretty famous separation between him and Marvel. So, anyway, I'm, I'm not, like, the biggest fan, but I'm a fan. Okay. Um, and so something that I've come to expect with this movie is that, that this movie did not disappoint is that I think he's a very stylistic director. Like, there's, there's you know, thinking about specifically Baby Driver and this movie, there's just... It's all pleasing to the eye. Like, there's, like, cool camera tricks. Like, this one specifically, because you get so much of these visions, is, like, you're following one girl while the other girl is, like, doing the same movements, but in a mirror and stuff like that. So there's, like, a lot of cool imagery and stuff that's, look like, very stylistic, like, very heavy into light placement and stuff like that, and just very, like, pleasing scenes to watch. So... That's always good. I thought the writing in this movie was fair to okay. Like, I don't think it was groundbreaking, but it wasn't, like, bad. Um, <clears throat> I thought the acting was pretty good. Um, and, and the only downside of the acting, to me, is from the main character. And I'll get into that in the negatives. Um, but, um, yeah, I thought the acting was good. The story is pretty engaging. Um... And it's got a pretty good twisty turn in it that I enjoyed. Um, that um, I was able to pick up that something was off in the movie, but I didn't know exactly where they were going. So, like, I was pleasantly surprised by, like, a twisty turn. Um, and, you know, for, for these kind of movies, when you got a stylish director, I mean, it, it's it, in my opinion, it's always good to see the movie in theater because you're just getting much more of an experience than watching it at home. Like, you stream this movie at home, I think some of the coolness of the shots and all the kind of stuff that, that they did won't translate well to when you're watching it at home on a TV, in my opinion, but I could be wrong. So, those are all good things about the movie. Overall, I enjoyed the movie, uh, but there's, like, a, f a span of, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to say 45 minutes, it's not like I checked my clock to like see what it was. Where it's just the main character scared, like and and jumps scene scares and like seeing ghosts and stuff like that. And there was I just I kind of hit my limit with it. Like I was like it just as a solid chunk of the movie is devoted to that, and it just keeps kind of happening and stuff. And I, you know like definitely the middle of this movie. Until you get to the crescendo, I was kind of like, uh, when's this wrapping up? Because <laughs> like, it just... It, 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 moving along here, moving yeah, it along. Just, it got stuck in the same area. Like, you're given a tiny bit of information that furthers the plot, but otherwise it's just the main character in all these situations where all these, you know, like, demons, ghosts, whatever, her visions just keep popping up in real life. And it's like... A solid. It felt. It felt like an hour, but I'm trying to downplay it a little bit. Of just her reacting, like her jump scare, <gasps> reacting, and near the end, I was like, I'm tired of seeing her do that. Like it just got. It got overplayed. Um, and and it, it's not her. It's not the actress's fault. I don't think. Like you know, it's not like she was bad in those scenes. But after the hundredth jump scare of like you know, hear the visions, oh, they're in real life or whatever. It just, it, it got old and, you know, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to blame the actress, but it definitely downplayed the part to me. Like, um, 
And it's not her fault. Like, she's just doing what's in the script and stuff like that. So it's it's just, like, it was a very hard point for me to get over. Um, and it really brought it down. But then, and it's, you know, in fairness, like, the twisty turn, you know, the build-up to the, you know, to everything's revealed. It's pretty good. So, like, it, it wrapped me back in near the end. But, like... If any movie made you earn it, I feel like this one really did, <laughs> made you earn it, of just, like, yeah. And so, th- that's that's what's hard, is that, uh, you know, beginning of the movie's kind of solid, and then the end of the movie's solid, but the, that middle part just kind of dragged. Um, so, to me, it, it dragged down the movie. Um also, what's, like, weird, and I don't think this is a spoiler, because that's, like, the kind of, like, the first thing you're almost interest, you're introduced to for this character is that apparently she can just see dead people. Like, and it's, like, a common thing. Her grandma kind of knows about it, knows that she sees people. You're, you're kind of given hints that her mom experienced all this, too, but her mom, you know, it's a pretty fast thing you learn, killed herself, like... And you're just led to believe it's because of the visions and all that kind of stuff. So it just was an interesting thing to start the movie off with. Like um, this understanding of I have these visions and, you know, the people, my grandma, maybe people closest to me know about it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like I enjoyed seeing this movie in the theaters. And, you know, if, if you're a fan of stylish movies or you like Edgar Wright or, you know, this is an interesting enough movie that I would support anyone seeing in the theaters, but it does come with a warning to me is that, and, and, and maybe I'm by myself, maybe you won't experience this, Matt, maybe you didn't experience this. I don't know, but I just really felt like there was about 45 minutes to an hour where I was like, all right, what's happening? Like, let's, let's move on to the next thing because I get it. Yeah, I get it. The visions are wrecking her real life. I'm like, I, I got it. I got it. It's like really drilled into your head. So um, yeah, so I support people seeing this. It just comes with a warning. You're going to have to earn it. <laughs> so, Matt? Well, um, I, I have to agree about the middle part of this movie. I felt like this could have been a really solid, like, hour TV show. Right. And been really engaging and cool and... Uh, like a good Twilight Zone or something. <laughs> like Right, right, yes. It has it has a little bit of that vibe too, um, so so I'll start with the bad. I thought that th- that the middle of the movie was bad. Yeah. Um, it was. It didn't move the plot. It had this weird like romance friendship with this guy John, um, which I I didn't I didn't think needed to be part of the movie really. Like you know, that character could have been written out. Uh, I don't know what you do with that 45 minutes. I guess I just think the the movie should have been shorter. Sure. Um, So, I guess that's really the biggest downside to this. Um, Some things that I liked, uh, I really like. This movie took a pretty uh, hands-on approach to talking about how men treat women in the world in general. um, Which I think is something that's good for women to see acknowledged like their reality of how creepy men can be and bad and i think it's good for men to see it 
played out like this is what you look like when you act like this so stop being creepy stop being a weirdo stop being stop saying absolute trash thing to women you know that there was there was a, a good amount of that throughout the movie which i thought was a nice theme especially for you know what the 60s version sandy uh goes through um in becoming kind of a a prostitute and how she's treated uh, as she kind of descends into that type of of life. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was good. Uh, that was good. Uh, not not obviously the real focus of the movie, but a, a nice kind of undertone subplot type thing. Um, I thought I agree with you that this is a styles a stylish movie. And um, some of the interplay between um, between Ellie and Sandy when they're playing off of each other in mirrors and things like that is pretty cool. Um, and I guess I guess that's that's what I think about it. Um, I would say I didn't mind this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't love it, uh, but I didn't hate it for sure. I enjoyed um, watching the character develop, and then pause for forty five minutes, and then watching the ending. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a it's like a two hour movie, and it really could have been an hour and a half. Yeah, like for sure. I think if it was an hour and a half, we would have pretty stellar reviews. I think of this movie in the sense of like if it was if it was tight like that. Yeah, and didn't have the huge lull in the in the middle. Right. That apparently we both were highly affected by. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so see it if you want to. Uh, in the theater, it's, it's fine. You know, Todd, you mentioned the kind of the, if you like these things, uh, you may like this movie. If you like the 60s, you may like this movie. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of 60s music, too, which I thought was a nice, nice touch. Well done. Yeah, it's it's weird because uh so in the movie they play the song baby a couple times mm -hmm. and that's the song that baby driver was named after of. that's in mm -hmm. the movie like mm -hmm. it's kind of weird how like i guess he's starting to make his movies somewhat connected or just throw like little little hints there and stuff like that which is somewhat interesting yeah didn't save the movie but somewhat interesting right so well matt how many you know I'm, I'm gonna go simplistic I was gonna go kind of over the top I'm just gonna go how many um, vinyl records would you mm. give this movie there are a lot of vinyl records in this movie yes zero obviously being the worst because then you have no music to play five being the best because then you got a little selection that's right so, along with the resurgence of modern-day vinyl records, this movie plays along right into it with, yeah. you know, even as you flash between the, the 2020s and the 1960s, both feature heavily vinyl records. So, I am going to go with, um, I think, the parts of, that I really liked... Um, were good and the parts that I didn't like were bad <laughs> and those things 
pretty well balance each other out. I, I want to say, I, I overall enjoyed the experience, but not, not to a large degree. So I'm going to say, two point six, uh, vinyl records out of five. Slightly, very slightly above average, yeah. and that's where I'm going to land. So, how about you? Yeah, I don't think I'm too far off from that. I mean, really, it's, you know, I'm going to come up from that, and I think mostly it's because of the ending. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, I, I, I mean, ask me in a week, and I might have a different opinion, because I mow it over in my mind, but coming out of the theater right now, I'm like, all right, I dug the twisty turn. You know, I like to be surprised. Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, I pieced it together like right before the big reveal. And that's always a nice feeling. So yeah. I'm with it. Um, but I, there's something, and this is absolutely my hang up. Like, so I don't expect anyone else to really feel this way or understand what I'm about to say. But when it comes to movies that are set in like present times and a character is fascinated with the past and like models their whole life after it. For some reason, it just sits right bad with me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. I really only other movies that pop in my head is like something like Juno that was like supposed to be in like two thousand something, and mm -hmm. she, like all her stuff that she owns is like the eighties, mm -hmm. like including like the Hamburglar phone and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I that stuff's just hard. I mean, this job did a better job of that movie explaining why she was all about it, but. You yeah, know, I just I have a hard time with that for some reason. Absolutely, hundred percent, my hang up. I totally get that. Probably no one can relate to that. So, but sounds like something to work out in therapy time. Yeah, I'll have to bring it up. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a two point eight. That's where I'm landing. Two point eight. Yeah. Good. So. Well, two point eight vinyl records out of out of five. Um. That's 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 gonna give us a nice average of two point seven. Yeah, yeah, um, right in the middle there. So that makes the math easy. Love that. Um, but that's gonna wrap up this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we reviewed Last Night in Soho, and we gave it, as I just said, two point seven vinyl records out of five. Our combined average, and. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, we like people doing that. <laughs> we just had our what seven, seven thousandth download, download? Yeah. of a, of an episode. So, yay for that! Keep on listening. We'll keep making these, and we'll see you next time. Da 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 da.